blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we've got some wild and crazy guys going for some new trivia highs. In one corner, he needs all you fat, ugly trivia trash to keep the noise down while he takes his robe off and shows the ladies who's the sexiest man on God's green earth. It's the ravishing Russ Friedwald. Hey, Russ. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. That'll work. Hey, Russ. Welcome back to the show. And please remind everybody just a little bit about you. Thank you. Hi, my name's Russ. I'm from Springfield, Illinois. Uh, During the day, I work for a local clinic. And in my off time, I do some trivia stuff. Well, we are excited that we are part of your trivia stuff. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. And in the other corner, normally, if you go one-on-one with another trivia guy, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But he's a genetic freak and not normal. So you got a 25 at best chance to beat him. Then you add Russ to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, at TTT, you got a 33 and a third chance of beating him. But he's got a 66 and two-third chance of winning because Russ knows he can't beat him. And you take your 33 and a third chance minus his 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at TTT. But then you take his 75% chance of winning, and if they were to go one-on-one, then add his 66 and two-third percent chance, he's got a 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at TTT. It's Big Papa Pump, Scott Brill. Hey, Scott. Hey, you, you, you lost me at... You. At a hundred percent, I no. You got a hundred and forty-one and two-thirds chance of winning today. That's I agree. Fantastic. I don't even know how you got through that. I'm. A, you know what? I'm a, a many things. I'm a, I'm a community theater uh, director. I would cast you in a play at a New York Minute. Man. That was fantastic. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm from Westport, Connecticut, and. Um, that was that was phenomenal. I, I can't get over that. I'm not be able to play because that was so interesting. Um, and uh, I'm a library director here in Connecticut, and uh, I am looking forward to this. All right, we are looking forward to have you. And as per usual, we're looking forward to hearing our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. 
All right, as you may or not have noticed, I was doing some kind of wrestler thing, some uh, WWE wrestler things at the beginning of this with Ravishing Ravishing Rick Rick Rude Rude and Big Papa Pump, his uh, Scott Steiner math, if you will, for Scott Brill. And so I don't know if you guys are wrestling fans, but I want to know what is your favorite wrestling entrance of all time? Oh, yeah. Uh, It's got to be... Stone Cold Steve Austin's intro music, right? A glass break. Pretty I mean, iconic. Yeah, yeah. Get some of the biggest pops in all of uh, wrestling history. That'd be mine, of course. Okay. You randomly picked the one person who has literally <laughs> never seen WWE wrestling, not even one second of it. Uh, I'm so sorry. I... I have no idea. That's probably why you were confused by the whole math thing that I was doing. I, I, well, the math thing was just phenomenal. But uh, yeah, sorry, I, not, not my forte. Nothing. So you're not even picking the squat. Uh, 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 did did uh, does the Miz have an entrance? I don't. That's uh, yeah. I don't. He even probably know. does. Yeah. Or <laughs> or or back in the day. Uh, oh gosh. Real America. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a very easy choice for me. Um, obviously, the Scott the, the uh, uh, Scott Brill, unfortunately, is you know nothing nothing too exciting. But Steve Austin glass break entrance is iconic. So Russ, because I like your uh-huh. your answer better, that means you get to pick first. <laughs> Great. Let's go um, movies. All right. And we will start off in the eighties. Okay. All right. Oliver Stone directed what 1986 film that looks at the lives of a group of American soldiers fighting in Vietnam? Animosity between the two sergeants leads to a second war within the group. That is Platoon. It is Platoon. Well done. And Scott, we are over to you. What category would you like? Uh, Well, a librarian's going to choose literature. Yes. And look like a fool if I can't answer it. Just as a fair warning, our definition of literature is quite Oh no, gross. I get you. <laughs> I'm sure comic books, I think I, I think it's all fair game. Yes, okay. we've done adult <laughs> magazines as well. Yeah, all kinds I, of I was stuff. like but, literature, but I, yeah, okay. Shout out shout out to librarians as well. True. Yes, Ooh. absolutely. Yeah. That's right. And your decade is going to be the sixties. Dear. What nineteen sixty eight novel by John Updike? depicts the lives of a promiscuous circle of 10 partners in the small Massachusetts town of Tarbox. The novel is often cited as a historically important depiction of the sexual revolution of the 60s. Um, I think it has a very simple... Is it Couples? Couples is correct. Nice. Right in your wheelhouse. Good job. I don't know if your wheelhouse is books or sexual promiscuity, but either or, you're good to go. <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> right. We are back to Russ. Let's go music. Okay. And that will also be the 60s. Okay. Right. In 1965, Herman's Hermits hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with their rendition of a British music hall style song about what corpulent english monarch well technically it's not about this corpulent english monarch but the title is henry the eighth fair enough but yes it henry the eighth i am <laughs> i am henry the eighth is correct all right um, me back to you yes, uh, i'll take uh, news and politics okay. and that will be the 90s oh dear at 1149 feet 
What tower is the tallest structure in Las Vegas and was the fifth tallest in the whole of the United States when it opened in 1996? It also features a five-star hotel and a casino. Wow. Please say it again. Of course. At 1,149 feet, what tower is the tallest structure in Las Vegas and was the fifth tallest in the whole of the United States when opened in 1996? It also features a five-star hotel and a casino. Wow, what is the in Las Vegas? Uh, um, what's tall in Las Vegas? Uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry, I have no idea. All uh, right, MGM Grand. I have, I don't know. MGM Grand is incorrect. Russ hmm. gets a chance to steal. I think this is a place, the exact opposite end of the strip from the MGM Grand. Uh, the stratosphere. The stratosphere is correct. Ah, very good. And I will say uh, it is also the opposite end of uh, a five-star hotel. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I've heard of it, but it's not like, oh, yeah, I rec- immediately know that is the last not, not only that, it is actually in a very dangerous neighborhood, and most locals recommend you do not walk around outside the yeah. casino. Let's as long go. as it's as long as it's so close to Circus Circus, it will never be the worst <laughs> hotel in the area. Honestly, how is that? Whoa, I would say it's whoa. actually probably worse than Circus. Is it really? Wow. How is oh. that news and politics? I'm confused. It's but go news. ahead. In, uh, All right. All right. News. News. <laughs> in 1996, the fifth tallest structure in the U.S. Well, came about. Yeah, it's pretty. All that's right. Pretty newsworthy. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. in Vegas is political. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, all right, Russ gets the steal, and he gets to pick his own category. Uh, let's try uh, TV. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Located at 226 Market Street, what is the name of the, Ir- of the Irish dive bar run by Mac Charlie Dennison D on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that premiered in 2005? Hattie's. Patty's Pub is correct. Okay. Very good. Um, oh, dear. You know what? I'm going to go crazy. How about a uh, oh boy? Mm-hmm. How about sports? Okay. Why is sports crazy? Oh, I because it's a hit or miss for me. It depends on what sport you're going to do. I can either be brilliant or be horrible. And you're already using sports puns, hit or miss. So, you know. You yes, know I did. So, already I know something about sports. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, your decade oh, will be the 80s. Okay. What future college football head coach uh, was drafted fifth overall by the Falcons in 1989 in the 1989 NFL draft? What future what? What future college football head coach was drafted fifth overall by the Falcons in the 1989 NFL Draft. Uh, nope, sorry, you got me. I don't know. It's a miss on this one. Yeah, it's <laughs> a miss. Nothing. Now, football's my, it's not going to be my thing. All right, Russ, can you steal? Yeah, I don't know if this is the right time or the right person or the right NFL team, but uh, it seems around the era of uh, Jim Harbaugh coming out of college, so I'll, I'll go Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is incorrect. John, you might know this one. You we kind of wire followed the Falcons. Uh, yeah. I mean, as much as you could follow a team that was always losing. <laughs> uh, I believe this was actually also one of our favorite Braves 
baseball yeah. players. This would have been oh. prime time Deion Sanders. Okay. Oh, okay. Deion Sanders. Oh, uh, very good. Who yeah. coaches the Colorado Buffaloes as of right now? Sure. And who have I actually heard of? So yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. All right. No points awarded, and we are back to Russ. Let's try uh, food. Okay. It's going to be stinky because it's from the fifties. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh dear. Fifties food. Fifties food. What dish emerged in Quebec in the late 1950s? Several restaurants claim to be the originators of it, and its name comes from the Quebecois slang word meaning mess. Almost has to be poutine, right? Almost let's has go to with, be. Oops, let's go sorry. poutine. Has, almost has to be because it is poutine. Okay, good. Poutine. poutine has got to be like the greatest hangover food of all time. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, Oh dear! Uh, yeah. Fashion? Yeah, fashion slang. <laughs> Question mark. Games. So fashion it is. Fashion, yeah. And we finally have a '70s question. Ah, okay. What American retailer of outdoor recreation clothing was founded in 1973? It was named for the geographical region that encompasses the southern end of South America. Um. Yeah. Um. Hi. The southern end of South America. Oh my God, um, it's high. Oh, for God's sakes! Uh, oh, oh my gosh! Why can't I think what it is? Uh, you, you see, you caught me at breakfast, and I'm. I'm <laughs> we lost. appreciate you jumping in. Oh, for God's sakes! It's called. Oh my gosh. I'm, bl- I'm I'm blanking. I have no. I I just can't. I'm sure Russ is going to be able to take this. I I just can't think of it. All right. Looks like Russ, you're going to get a chance to steal this one as well. Yeah. I think this is Patagonia. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> it is Patagonia. <laughs> okay. Uh that was a that was a whiff. That was bad. Yeah. So, all right. It's all right. We've seen Got to get my trivia brain flowing yes. here. Yeah, we'll get this first round will be a warm up. Then second round will oh, come back. Yeah. Ahead. Well, the rest is usually the warm. <laughs> That's great. Hey. You'll be able to you'll be able almost catch up near the end. That'll be great. It'll be <laughs> thrilling for the viewers, the listeners. Uh, all right. Uh, Russ, we're back to you. Do you want slang or do you want toys and games? I know what I don't want. So let's go toys and games. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word Patagonia, but I'm going to get some street slang from the 90s. I'm sure it'll be right up my alley. Uh, you never know. You never right. know. Well, we're going to see what Russ knows about uh, toys and games from the 90s. Oh, okay. boy. Ah. In 1994, Nickelodeon and Mattel introduced what? mushy, gunky substance that had similarities to their previous substance of GAC, but with tiny microbeads that made the product feel like some sort of creepy, amorphic sea creature. I was hoping you were going to go GAC. That was my really only chance. This is their follow-up. Uh, yeah, is that's like little like styrofoam pellets in this stuff. Um, it's like GAC just with that stuff mixed in. Is it called something like Flume? That's my guess. I I really have no idea. Flume. Flume is incorrect. Scott, Scott can you it. steal? Uh, only because I'm. Uh, I hope it's just a. Uh, is it called phloem? Uh, that's how I remember oh. it. Phloem. F L O A M. Phloem 
is correct. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. As soon as you said, I was like, I don't think yeah. that's how it's said. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good job. Happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And we are going to end with slang for Scott. Yeah, my, my trivia credentials are back with the word floam. That's exactly <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> oh, God. Slang from God. What era? Where are we here? Oh, we're going to be in the 60s. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hippies. what do you got i got i got a whole bunch for you what do you got what is a cooler way to ask someone to give you a handshake a high five or a fist bump it originally came from africa african-american vernacular in the 40s but gained more popularity in the 60s huh what (laughs) say that again please what what is a cooler way to ask someone to give you a handshake, a high five, or a fist bump? It origin it originally came from African American vernacular in the nineteen forties, but gained more popularity through the sixties. Uh, what did they say to each other? Um, hit me down low. Um, oh boy, from African vernacular. No, I, I, I'm sure it's something I know. I, I just, I, it, that, that clue just didn't help me at all. I, I really, I, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer. Hit me down low. I, I don't know. <laughs> Hit me down low. Yeah. Is incorrect. <laughs> Which would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not be comfortable. No. Friends uh, saying to each other, "Hit me down low." <laughs> Did all the time in the sixties. Very popular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Russ, can Russ, you steal? You got it. What do you? I don't know. I- the things in my brain are like, uh, give me some skin or slap me some skin, something oh, like that. That was the 50s, though. Yeah, I don't know. Give me some skin or skin it is okay. correct, is what oh, I was looking for. Good. Really? That's, that that's was, what, I thought they said that in the 50s. Okay, whatever. Poss- I mean, it started off in the 40s. In the from, 40s. What, yeah, from what I, I from what I saw that it kind of right. in the 60s. Well, it's fine. The you internet told it. me so, and I just trust the internet. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we should all trust the internet as librarians. That's what it's my exactly- mind. <laughs> all right that is the end of round one and it's looking pretty rough uh yeah, john what is the score all oh, right man. russ I don't does hear it russ does have a lead but i feel good that scott's gonna make a good comeback here in round two russ has 70 and scott has 20 yep 20 is that all i got that's that's what you got what the but you what can get there? more i believe in you sir all right. Well, as Russ got to start off round one, that means, Scott, you're going to pick for Russ to start off round two. What category do you want to give him? I will pick for him. Um, oh, boy. I'll pick uh, fashion for him. Okay. Oh, boy. And it will be the 60s. 60s okay. fashion. All right. In the 1966 British-made prehistoric saga film, One Million Years B.C., who was described as wearing mankind's first bikini? And that fur-slash-hide two-piece was described as a definitive look of the 60s. Ah, yes, the uh, iconic poster. I think it's Raquel Welch. It is Raquel Welch. That was a movies question. <laughs> and fashion question. Uh, okay. I'm all about fashion when it comes from the movies. Yes. Does it help that I knew most of Russ's questions? Yes. Does it that does help, help at all? It, help. It, it helps your own mindset. It, doesn't, it does. It doesn't give you any extra uh-huh. points. All right. Good Lord. Go ahead, Russ. Hit me with your best shot here. Let's go slang. Oh, okay. great. Give me some skin, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least it'll be closer to now. It'll be the 90s. Well, that's not going to help. Thank you. <laughs> well, you never know. All right. We all lived through the 90s. Yeah, we did. 
The Frito-Lay Company may have sponsored this seven-word phrase that simply means something is great or particularly impressive, and its origin is credited to a 1994 issue of People magazine. The Frito-Lay Company may have... Say it again, please. The Frito-Lay Company may have sponsored this seven-word phrase that simply means something is great or particularly impressive, and its origin is credited to a 1994 issue of People magazine. Be anything. Um, whatever they were advertising, either Fritos or Pepsi or... Seven-word phrase? Seven-word phrase. I'm not going to get it right off the bat. Sorry, Russ. Uh, knock me out. I wish you'd thought about that longer. Oh, uh, well, well, yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not going to get there either. Uh, the first thing that popped in my head was once you pop, you can't stop it. That's only six. So I'm out. All right. No one is getting it, but I think my brother might know this one. Yeah, I think I think you guys didn't think about too much about what, what does Frito-Lay make. It makes chips. Make- so it makes uh, it yeah. all that and a bag all of chips. A bag of chips. All that, all that and a bag of chips. Uh, very there good. you go. Bada bing. I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't have thought that that came like from the nineties. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now. Oh, me pick for him. Exactly. Scott. Uh, 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 food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Random. And it will be the eighties. All praise to this granola bar brand that was first launched in 1986. There were three varieties of nutty fudge, chocolate chip, and peanut butter, but future flavors would include bits of candy, including Snickers, M&M's, and Dove chocolate. Hmm, granola bar brand. Oh, boy. What are granola bar brands? Praise. Oh, kudos. Kudos Very good. is correct. I had to think about that clue for a minute. Yes. They were delicious. All right. Now, Russ, what do you want to give to Scott? Let's give Scott um, sports. Okay. <laughs> Hit or miss. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, boy. And that will be the 60s. Okay. Okay. The Boston Celtics won nine of the ten NBA championships within the decade of the 60s. The only year they didn't win was in 1968, when Wilt Chamberlain helped lead what team over the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals and to beat the San Francisco Warriors in the Finals? You're asking me who did Wilt Chamberlain play for, and that would be a good question. That's pretty much what I'm asking. What you're asking me. And I just have to think. Wilt Chamberlain. In 1968, I know he played for two teams. Oh, my God. I'm going to... Oh, boy. 1968. Did he... Oh, boy. Was it the 76ers? The Philadelphia 76ers? Yes. Is correct. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) And he, I know he played for the Lakers right after that, didn't he? It was like right yes. after that. Yeah, yep, he swapped over to the Lakers. Okay. All right. Oh, my childhood Good comes job. rearing back <laughs> to who Will Chamberlain played for. My father would have been proud. That He would have loved that. All, All right. right. What um, category do you want to give to Russ? We still have movies, music, TV, news and politics, toys and games, and literature. How about, uh, toys and games for Russ? Okay. Toys and games for Russ. 
And it will be the 2000s. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got, at least that's what I think of like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what toys or games? Yeah. yeah. In 2003, what tennis video game was published by Microsoft Game Studios for the Xbox? Several critics named the game as the best tennis simulation of its generation and a superior successor to Virtua Tennis. I agree. If this is the game I'm thinking of, I agree. It was great for the time on the the original Xbox. I think it's called Topspin. Topspin is correct. And yes, it was a fantastic game. Like for its Way time, it was, it was time, yeah. quite well. Well done. As a tennis fan, even I knew that. That's very good. <laughs> All right. Russ, what do you want to give to Scott? Let's try um, movies. Okay. And it will be from the 70s. Okay. In the year 2274, mankind lives under climate-controlled domes. By law, everyone must commit suicide by the age of 30. A member of an elite police unit becomes a fugitive when he refused to carry out his duties. What 1976 sci-fi film am I referring to? Logan's Run with Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Logan's Run is correct. I'm going to tell you, hold as I saw it in the movie theater. Okay, let's move oh, on. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well done. Uh, what category do you want to give to Russ? Um, I'm sorry. What do we have left? We have uh, movies, TV, news and politics, and literature. Let's have, give him the literature question. Oh, boy. Yeah, literature coming at steel. you. <laughs> Time for steel. Time for your steel. <laughs> and it will be. I the, don't know about that. Yeah. It will be the 90s. Okay. <laughs> what 1997 novel by Arthur Golden tells the story of Nita Sayuri and the many trials she faces while working in Kyoto, Japan, before, during, and after World War II? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and let Scott steal this. Oh, um, okay. No guess? No. All right, Scott, can you steal? 1979? Uh, 1997. Oh, 1997. Uh, is it Memoirs of a Geisha? Memoirs of a Geisha is correct. Oh, there nice. you go. All right. Well, Scott getting the steal and staying alive. And uh, Russ, Logan's run. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Logan Trump. Uh, news and Paul. Okay. News uh -huh. and politics. And that one will be the 70s. Nixon resigns. Next question. <laughs> okay. I, there was a, maybe a couple other things that happened during the 70s. All right. Yes. Hungarian-British physicist Dennis Gabor was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1971 for his invention and development of a method of generating real three-dimensional images, which is known as what? I'm sorry. I was kind of laughing. What, say, say it again. What? No problem. No problem. A uh, Hungarian-British physicist... Dennis Gabor was awarded the Nobel Prize in oh, Physics in um, 1971 for his invention and development of a method of generating real three-dimensional images, which is known as what? Is that a hologram? Holograms or holography is correct. And I think he invented long before that. 1948 is when he invented oh, really? it, but he, wow. got, but he won the Nobel hourly, Prize in 71. They give it to you, right, yeah. But yep. it, yeah, it had been around for a yes. while, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very good. 
All right. And what do you want to give to Russ slash what do you want to keep for yourself? Uh, what I'm sorry. What do we have left? Mo- uh, music and TV. I'll give Russ a music. Okay. It's from the 50s. Okay. In the late 50s, what R&B vocal group had six top ten hits like Yakety Yak, Charlie Brown, Search, and more? No wonder if they exclusively played at Six Flags venues. Hmm. I know I know a couple of those songs. Uh let's see. Kitty hack, don't talk back. Let's all sing it. <laughs> Six flags are Warner Brothers Park. Um <laughs> can't be that. Um Boy, I'm really tanking the second half here. Uh I know the feeling. <laughs> uh, let's go. Is it Patagonia? Is that it's the Patagonia. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try the Warner Brothers. I don't know. That's stupid. The <laughs> Warner Brothers is stupid, and it's not the right answer. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, can you steal? I think the Six Flags is in relation to a roller coaster because it was the coasters. Oh, the coasters. It is the coasters. Naturally. Good job and good steal. Don't talk back. Yes. (laughs) And that's going to leave TV for Scott. My favorite thing. That will be from the 80s. Oh, dear. And we've got a question from Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. What 1980 to 1984 reality show, which featured co-hosts Kathy Lee Crosby, Fran Tarkington, and John Davidson, showcased people with interesting talents and people performing stunts? Yes, we used to rush home to watch it. That's really frightening. Um, and it oh, it, if you if you didn't live through this era, you don't know what I'm talking about. People rushed home to watch this. It was that's incredible with an exclamation point at the end of the title. <laughs> that's incredible is correct. <laughs> well done. All right. I think we had a very interesting round two. John, where do we stand? All right. Scott certainly dominated in round two. He was able to mm-hmm. make up a lot of ground. Scott has 80. Russ has 100, which means he could possibly make it into the illustrious 200 club. 200 club pin. Yeah. A chance to join the only seven other players within our nearly 180 episodes. Only seven people have reached 200 points uh, by now. But you, sir, that's a tight game. Only 20 points difference right now. So very interesting. All right. Well, we're going to need to know how you guys are going to wager. But before we do that, you need to know what categories and decades are going to be in here. So our final round, you both have to put in uh, a category and John will randomize the decades and you both have to answer both questions to get your wagers that you are putting in. So uh, Russ, or sorry, Scott, as you are behind. No, no, Russ, as you are ahead, you get to pick first. What category is going? Oh, let's try movies. Movies. Okay. Uh, The decade will be the 2000s. Okay. And we need to know what other question is going to go into the final round. Scott, what category do you want to join in? How about, um, well, let's, uh, oh boy. How about TV, since we've enjoyed that today? Okay. And that one will be the 90s. 
All right. We need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 2000s movies and 90s TV. And it's only one wager. You have to uh, assume that you will uh-huh. You have to get both questions correct to earn your wager. All right. I've written down a wager. Okay. I just realized you could see my wager on screen when oh. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, so we. Oh, we show it later. Yeah. Yeah, you can just. Yeah, you tell us <laughs> All right, Happening. Russ, you're good. Yeah. All right, we are gonna start in our 2000s movies. What 2006 biographical film starring starring Sienna Miller tells the story of the life of Edie Sedgwick, a model and actress who was the muse for Andy Warhol. And our 90s TV question. What repetitive Japanese manga and anime series began in 1998? The story focuses on a young boy named Gon Freeze and his journey to become a licensed elite tracker and eventually find his father. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want to remind everybody out there, please go check out the BFOP Network, BFOPnetwork.com for all your nostalgic podcasting needs, whether you are looking just to get some movie reviews or check out things about comics, or if you, you know, are more interested in other things about nostalgic times, go, you'll find it on the BFOP Network. All right, do either of you need a question reread? That second one. Yes, please, the second one. What repetitive Japanese manga and anime series began in 1998? The story focuses on a young boy named Gon Freeze and his journey to become a licensed elite tracker and eventually find his father. Let me uh, let me see how to pronounce that for sure. And I can spell that as well. As yeah, like what? It's Freaks. Gone Freaks. So what young boy named Gon Freaks and his journey to become a licensed elite tracker type uh, elite tracker and eventually find his father. And you, how do you spell his name? Yep, you spell it G-O-N for gone. And then Freaks is F-R-E-E-C-S-S. Or sorry, uh, F-R-E-E-C-S, not S-S, but one S. Oh, boy. I think I'm good, but I'm relying on my friend's manga <laughs> conversations in my life to hopefully get this right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it is what it is, as they say. <laughs> uh, that was TV, right? That was TV. That was TV. Well, yeah. It was an anime television series. All right. No will and grace question here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me know if you guys are both good to go. Uh, I yeah. am. Okay. As good as it's going to get. Yeah. All right. We are going to uh, get things started. And. Scott, as you were behind, what were your two answers for our 2000s movies and our 90s TV question? The movie, and this is a, a good movie if I've got the right answer, um, I believe it was called Factory Girl. Uh, Andy Warhol's place was called The Factory. Um, and I believe um, I'm pulling this literally, as Tim Dipple will say, out of my ass, of uh, because my manga friends are going to cheer if I say this right. Uh, I think it's Hunter times Hunter uh, for the second answer or hunter x hunter it's i think it's hunter times hunter is how they say it but i think it's yeah okay uh russ what were your answers uh yeah i got factory girl for the first one but uh zero chance on the second one so i just said go 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 all right well could could very well be right (laughs) the 2006 biographical film was factory girl 
And the repetitive Japanese manga and anime series that began in 1998 was Hunter x Hunter, <laughs> or nice just called Hunter Hunter. Well but done. yes, um, very excited to see how this is going to turn out. We very need nice. to know what the wagers were. So, uh, uh, Scott, what did you wager? I wagered, I don't know if you can see it, there's an 80. It's back at 08, but that means 80. Okay, and Russ, what did you wager? I bet it all. I tried to get that 200 coin. Yep. All right, John, <laughs> mathematize us up and let us know who won. Well, an amazing turn of events with a final score of 160 to zero. Yeah. Scott is the winner today. Good job, wow. Scott. Well, that, that might be one of our biggest, Bravo. you know, uh, comebacks yeah. from the half. Yeah. From the For sure. Rush, you had me the whole man. You you were a great player that was really yeah, exciting uh, it really was it's it's fun to to do that with someone who really is right on the edge with you the whole time it's fun good times very well done very exciting game we appreciate the both of you for being on today scott as you were the winner we're going to save you to the end that means russ you get to go first and uh please shout out anything you want or curse anime whatever you need to do oh i should use this entire time to curse anime <laughs> I, would. I would just uh like to remind people if you're uh, driving in the left lane and you're not passing anybody, get over. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. What a, great, what a great, maybe one of the best, like, you know, humanitarian things we've ever had said on this show. Uh, it'll just, yeah, that'll make everybody just a little bit calmer if that actually there happens. So, well said. Uh, Scott, anything you want to shout out? Well, I certainly want to shout out, as Adam did earlier, to uh, librarians and, and libraries. Uh, uh, visit your local library. It's a source of uh, free information and, and, and good people. So there you go. There you go. All right. Well, thank you both for being on the show. For Russ, for Scott, for John, I'm Adam. This is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.